Hey everyone, happy Tuesday. Welcome to our episode three. Um, thanks for tuning in and listening. So actually today I want to be talking about the loss of our loved ones and how we sometimes have experiences connecting with them after they pass or different things that you might pick up on after their passing that will automatically remind you that life does continue after death. Um, seeing that I sit with clients day in, day out, and there's certain experiences that they share with me. It's so amazing how our loved ones will give us little blips. <laughs> so we, we can understand that even though they're not with us physically anymore, they're still with us spiritually, um, probably more so than what they were before. Everybody has different experiences and the timeline for when they do have their experiences is, is always different as well. Some people have their visitations um, right off the bat, like immediately and others, you know, some time goes by. Um, with me, I know with my stepfather, when my stepfather passed away, um, anybody that knows me knows I'm not able to connect with my own. It's for me, I think it's like a protection thing, but also it's so I don't seem like a hypocrite trying to sit with my clients. If I could just kind of go in the back and have a conversation with my stepfather who passed away. So I have the same experiences that you guys do. Um, even though the other side of me is I am able to connect you to your loved ones that you've lost. But I know my stepfather passed away when I had my, my visit from my stepfather. It was actually about a conversation that we had while he was still here. Um, his his um, transition was coming rather quickly. And, and I was... I, I think I was 39 at the time and I remember I was laying in bed with him and we were just talking you know and he apologized um, he used to call me Groat believe it or not that was my nickname Groat he looked at me and he says Groat I'm sorry that I have to leave you this way and I said don't don't worry pa you know mom and I will be okay and I remember just this gut-wrenching feeling I had. I was I was married and I had my son, um, but this this man was my world. And I, I remember I, I just wanted to go with him. Like I, I didn't think about anything else. I just wanted to go with him. So I ended up leaving my mom's house, you know, and, and obviously later on that day and I went home and I was with my husband and my son at that time. And I remember running into my room and it's amazing how certain situations in life will actually put you back into that childhood emotion um, where you just want your mommy, you just want your daddy, you know, you, you just, you go back that way. And I remember I, I ran into the house and I went straight into the bedroom and, and I landed on the bed and I was crying, like crying so hard that I can't, I couldn't catch my breath. And, and I, I couldn't stop crying. <clears throat> And no matter what popped into my head, I just wanted to, to go with my stepfather. I could not imagine my life without him. So long story short, it was a couple of days later. Um, I had actually opted to stay with my mom and my stepdad um, for his final week because we didn't know when, you know, when I didn't want my mom to be alone and I wanted to be there with my stepdad. So I was sleeping on the couch on the side of him and he was in the hospital bed 
And I remember waking up during the course of the night. Well, actually, this brat woke me up twice during the night. <laughs> he wasn't supposed to get out of bed. He didn't have the strength to get out of bed. And I don't know how he did it. I really don't. Um, but we, we had put the hospital bed and we had this grand room. It was like just windows and it was just this monstrosity of a room. And we put his hospital bed in that room. And the kitchen was right on the other side. And my stepfather somehow, some way, <laughs> made his way to the kitchen, opened up the fridge, and his favorite soda was that orange creamsicle soda, right? So I wake up, and I look, and he's standing at the fridge with the fridge door open, and he's he's drinking from his um, little bottle of uh, the orange soda. And I said, Dad, I said, Dad, what are you doing? And he says, shh, don't tell your mom. Go back to sleep. <laughs> So I, I remember putting my head back down and, and I fell back asleep. And it was only a couple of hours after that, again, sleeping right on the side of him. Um, I remember waking up out of a sound sleep. And when I, when I woke up, I remember seeing my stepfather sitting there. Except the odd thing was that it wasn't my stepfather. My stepfather was still laying down. So to me, that was my... Um, that was him beginning the transition. And he did begin the transition at that particular time. So when it was happening, you don't really put a lot of thought into it, you know, because life just is, is so surreal. It's so surreal um, when loss is taking place or when loss has happened. It's like almost like you're being held underwater for a period of time and you don't remember a lot of things that transpire. So anyway, so I ran home and I, and you know, after I had that conversation with my stepfather, um, I had, I had run home and I, I, I shut the door behind me and I jumped on the bed and I was crying. And I just, I wanted to go with my stepfather, I wanted to go with my stepfather and he passed away. He passed away that night after his orange shoulder, apparently. <laughs> um, and it was, it was so awesome to me because that night when I was sleeping at, at my house, my stepfather, in my dreams, he was standing in a doorway, and he was half in and half out of the doorway, and he kind of leaned back a little bit so I could see his shoulder, and I could see his head, and he looks at me, and he says, you can't come with me now, Grope. So when I woke up in the morning, I said to my mom, I'm like, I had the strangest dream, but I knew automatically that it was not a dream. I know for a fact that it was his visit um, because again, you know, having some experience in certain scenarios, um, it was so real and I could smell him. I could smell, he always smelled like, uh, like coast soap, you know, or head and shoulders, like that kind of stuff. Um, I could smell him. I could sense him. I could I could touch him. And when I woke up, I was crying and even telling the story, obviously I'm crying. But, um, when I woke up, I had such a feeling within my soul that I had that experience that he came back to let me know that he was okay. And something like that, any type of visitation that you might have, it stays with you. It stays with you for years and years and years after the fact. It just becomes part of your fiber, that experience that you have, you know. Um, I had actually put in uh, a little uh, 
post on, on the Facebook saying, you know, if you guys want to share any stories, um, send them to me in the email and, and I'll read them. So I got a couple that um, I want to share with you guys, and then we're going to talk a little bit more. So the first one is from um, Miss Serenity, and her email says, Good morning, Jody. I'm going with my first memory of presence. As a kid, I was really afraid of thunderstorms. My grandmother on my dad's side was too. She said that she had been knocked off of her bed by lightning at least once, and she was petrified after that. I can remember sleeping over at her house and the old rotary phone dinging when lightning flashed. Anyway, years after she died, we were having a really bad storm in the middle of the night, and I was super scared. I remembered suddenly feeling someone close to me, and then one of the music boxes she had given me started to play. I felt so much better and was able to get back to sleep. So I think that's so awesome that, you know, the rotary phone, you would hear the bell on the rotary phone. But obviously, you know, technology today. So she sent Serenity the, the, the bell on the jewelry box to bring her comfort to let her know that she was still around protecting her. Another email I got was from Lori. Um, and this one says, hi, Jody. I don't know if I told you this before, but my dad passed away the day of my double shower. My husband's parents were giving us a double shower that night. It was too late to it was too late to cancel it, so we all had to go except of course my mom. We had family in from out of state and we had a very crowded house. That night I slept on the couch in the living room where he had passed. I felt something on my shoulder in the middle of the night. I turned and I looked and it was my dad kneeling beside me telling he was sorry about leaving. I was actually very upset with him, so I did not reply. I just cried. My sister was on the other couch and did not hear a thing. I believe he came back just to me because he needed to tell me he was sorry. Another incident I had was a few years after my husband had passed. It was the same situation mostly. He passed unexpectedly. A few days after he passed, I was standing looking out my kitchen window. Suddenly, I saw this beautiful blue spinning orb over my neighbor's house. I stared at it for a while as it spun. It was so beautiful. Somehow, it gave me comfort to go on with what I had to do in the next few days. I felt that there was my husband saying goodbye to me since he could not while he was here. These things are making me cry. <laughs> so the next one... Um, it says, hi, Jody Lynn, here's my story. I was blessed to share 15 and a half years of my life with the best companion I could have imagined. His name was Moby. We shared many adventures and had a wonderful love for each other. When Moby passed, I was just devastated. I had a dream one night that friends and family were pulling vines and weeds out of the woods in my yard. I questioned them as to what they were doing. No one answered. They just kept clearing the brush. Then Moby came running out of the woods. I scooped him up and I held him tight, crying. I said, you're back, you're back. I missed you so much. My husband was standing next to me and he, and he said, look at his paws. When I did, they were blonde. Moby was a black cocker spaniel, so he did not have blonde paws. Fast forward. We have a new addition to our family. His name is Milo and he is a black and tan cocker spaniel. With blonde paws. And the last one I have for today is 
I have an insane story for you. Two weeks ago, I was disappointed that I missed your noon check-in. I was busy making a practice cake for a wedding in October. Long story short, the friend I was making the cake asked if I wanted to go for a ride to her daughter's house so we could try the cake. I knew the daughter had recently moved into a new house and I knew the town that it was in, but I didn't know exactly where the house was. When we pulled onto the street, I commented that my best friend, who had passed away when I was a teen, that her mother had lived on that road. My friend said the number of the house and my heart skipped a beat. I was pretty sure this was my best friend's mom's house. We pulled into the driveway and my heart began racing. It was the same house. We walked in and the memory started flooding in. I had to hold back the tears and I was shaking. I hadn't been in this house since my best friend passed away back in 96. I believe loved ones come to us in many forms. My best friend comes to me unexpectedly in so many, so many ways. I wasn't going to go for a ride with my friend to her daughter's house. Now I'm so thankful that I did. Just so many, so many different and beautiful experiences that we can receive from our loved ones. And a lot of times we might not even be paying attention. A lot of times I'll tell people too, we look for the big the big things that say, okay, you know, they're here. And we miss a lot of the small things. A couple of things that our loved ones will do, you know, um, to let us know that they're around is, uh, you know, if it, you ever hear of pennies from heaven, you know, you might find pennies or you might find dimes. Um, even, even your fur babies can let you know they're around, you know, they can hang out with the animals that you have now, um, different activity or the sounds of paws running down your hallway. You can smell your loved one's perfume, or maybe if they smoke cigarettes, you'll smell a cigarette. Could be their favorite song on the radio. Um, just something that will hit you in such a way that undoubtedly in your fiber, you will know that this is your loved one without a doubt. Everybody's experiences are different because everybody's loved ones were different. What I love about my job is when I sit with somebody and spirit starts to step forward, I will actually pick on the characteristics of the loved one that they lost. And typically that just solidifies that this is indeed their loved one that's stepping forward for them. Sometimes they'll step forward and they have an incredible sense of humor, or sometimes they might've been really quirky when they were here, or, you know, they might've even been grumpy and they want to apologize for it. The stories that we share with each other and this is why on, on our Facebook pages, I, I do want you guys to share, share your experiences or share um, any, any type of connection that you've made with a loved one. Because some people out there will start to feel upset if they feel like they didn't receive a message from a loved one or a sign. They'll take it as their loved one doesn't want to talk to them or check in on them. But in actuality, that's not the case at all. Everything happens in, in due time and everybody's experiences is very individual to that particular person that only you would have that connection with. So say like in Serenity's story, you know, her grandmother would, would bring her comfort. Like every time, you know, the, the lightning hit, the phone would ring. So Serenity's experience and Serenity's grandmother gave her that same feeling, that same memory, that same bell sound. So Serenity knew without a doubt that that was her grandmother letting her know that she was still around. 
a lot of times at work, I get jealous. I get jealous of, uh, you know, my clients. And I'm honest. Everybody that knows me knows I'm pretty honest. But I do. I get jealous. When my mom wanted to talk to my stepfather or reach out to my stepfather, I actually hired um, one of my friends, Mark Island. Um, he works with a well-known, uh, well-known medium in England. And I actually... I actually had to hire her to get messages to my mom. So I feel very jealous that I can't experience with you, what you guys do. Nobody's really able to get through to let me know about my loved ones. But I, I do pick up on, on certain signs and, and things um, that I know without a doubt that it is my, my dad or even my, my dog Sheba, you know, <laughs> after Sheba passed away, I remember laying in bed and for some reason, I just felt her laying on the side of me. It was just, just, just this uncanny feeling that she was just laying on the side of me. Now, my Sheba pup, she was a pit bull mix. She was 17 when she passed. She didn't eat bacon, but for some reason, she always smelled like bacon. I never understood that. But I remember laying in bed, and I was half asleep but half awake, which was really strange at the time. And I remember leaning my hand over, and I was petting her. I could feel her fur, but I could smell that bacon. So I, I knew it was her. Definitely knew it was her. <clears throat> and it lasted for about five, ten minutes. And then I knew it was okay, that she was okay, and that we would be okay. Spirit is so amazing. Our loved ones are so amazing. And they just continue um, to hold us up in certain ways to get us through the hard times, the difficult times. You know? Because we have to learn how to breathe differently without them or, or, or live life differently. And one thing that kind of upsets me sometimes is when people say to, um, say to us, you know, well, time heals all wounds. Well, not necessarily true. I think time just makes it so we learn how to live differently, but it, time doesn't heal all, all wounds. We just learn how to live differently without a doubt, without a doubt. My cousin passed away. I had one cousin that we lost fairly early in his life. He was only 21. But then my cousin Eric, oh, he was the picture of health. He was the picture of health. He always eating right, didn't smoke, went to the gym. Gorgeous, gorgeous, funny character. Just lit up a room. Everybody just loved him and everybody knew him. And he was a ladies' man too, gotta tell you. Gotta be honest with you. <laughs> but... This is a funny story, too. So Eric was, um, I believe, 30, you know, 30 or 40. I forget now. Um, but he had actually passed away due, due to a stroke. <clears throat> and he was in South Carolina when he passed away. And so we had to go through the whole thing of, of getting back to Rhode Island and you know, and, and Eric's, you know, that's Eric's personality. Of course, the day we're having the services in Rhode Island, it's in the middle of a, a blizzard. So we have to have um, the the wake and the, and the funeral, like, at the same time, you know. We leave there, we go right to the cemetery, like, that fast. And my cousin Eric was the biggest buster you could have ever met in your life. He was just, oh my God, he was hysterical. And his services were nothing but that at, at all. Like we knew everything that was happening was Eric telling us, hey, you know, lighten up, laugh a little, laugh a little. My cousin used to always say to me, hey, Joe, you don't have a butt. Where'd your ass go? You don't have a butt. 
ever since we were little kids because I was always so thin all the time. Boy, if you could see me now. But anyway, so that was his thing with me. And I went and we were at the, the funeral home, my mother and myself. And, and I went up and I was talking to, uh, uh, well, actually, like leaning over and, and talking to him, to be honest with you. And uh, <laughs> I felt a pinch on my butt. <laughs> And I knew that that was him. That was him without a doubt. So I need you guys to pay attention to the little signs that you get and the little inklings that you get, just so you understand that spirit is always, always, always around. We miss them and we get frustrated because we want them here. You know, I don't care how you put it. I always say to my people, death just sucks. It just sucks. But pay attention to the little things. Pay attention to, you know, uh, different scents or emotions, or sometimes it could even be a, a connection to a crazy squirrel, you know, if there was a memory attached to a squirrel, whatever the case may be. You just never know what spirit's going to give you. So you can just stop and breathe and know, okay, you're still with me. You haven't left. So I hope you enjoyed these stories. Um, and that's just, that's today's topic. I just want to kind of share some little uh, hot woman stories with you guys today. We will kind of dive a little more into this subject matter. Probably next the next episode, um, I'll make a full list of different things you can watch out for. I might even do a back-to-back -back episode if I have some time today for you. Um, but anyway, I just want to say thanks for joining, and I hope you enjoyed. Thanks for sending me the stories. Be well, guys. Bye. <laughs>